The following podcast is about wrestling. Yes, we know. You see, every year, various wrestling promotions gather in a specific area to have shows leading up to WrestleMania. One day, some jackass decides to chronicle all those shows, and he managed to drag his girlfriend and two others along for the ride. We're still not sure how he pulled that off. Now, join us to find out what happened one crazy weekend. The following podcast is about wrestling. Yes, we know. You see, every year, various wrestling promotions gather in a specific area to have shows leading up to WrestleMania. One day, some jackass decides to chronicle all those shows, and he managed to drag his girlfriend and two others along for the ride. We're still not sure how he pulled that off. Now, join us to find out what happened one crazy weekend. The following podcast is about wrestling. Yes, we know. You see... Every year, various wrestling promotions gather in a specific area to have shows leading up to WrestleMania. One day, some jackass decides to chronicle all those shows, and he managed to drag his girlfriend and two others along for the ride. We're still not sure how he pulled that off. Now, join us to find out what happened one crazy weekend. The world is a vamp. Hi everybody! Welcome back to One Crazy Weekend, a full episode this time. Yeah. First of all, I gotta introduce y'all. We have Casey. Hey everybody. We have Money. Yo. And we have Crash. Hey, hey guys. And we have a uh, GCW. This is our first GCW show. One of many, many more. No. What? GCW is a great company. They've had a lot of great match. Uh, oh, great shows. I thought you meant more of this type of stuff. Oh, Bloodsport. No, the, oh, okay. the next one's not until September. Oh, good. So, Bloodsport. Uh, the gimmick with this show is that all it's the matches are MMA match style. So they came to a different negative song. <laughs> Thank you, Crash. There are different Jean Claude Van Damme movies. I, I can appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Sorry, Rosen, the actual gimmick for the show would be. Is that the, every match has an MMA style. So, it's only. And looking at, um, look, I looked up from the rest of half these guys are MMA fighters or former MMA fighters. Yes. So it's a, uh, it's knockout submission or DQ only. Yeah, no pinfalls. That's no ropes that's either. either. First for me. Yeah, that was the first game I ever, and I noticed there's no rope on this ring. That was weird. That was weird. so hard to get you to see. It's like match. a pit fighter. No, it's, yeah. More, it's, it's more like you're. There's no protection if. The wrestlers fall and go into the audience. Yeah, see, that's... And and they have the audience really close to the ring, too. So I was, like, afraid somebody was going to go flying. Well, I was more afraid. Like, the problem is you have a whole bunch of fans of people beating the shit out of each other who are getting steadily drunk. It's about a meter away from them in the ring. I realize you'd have to be a complete fucking idiot to tr- want to get in the ring with a bunch of guys who are used to beating the fuck out of people. But not only are people stupid, we're all fans of What the Fuck is Wrong With You, a show about people doing stupid shit every week. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean if, it could, if it could happen to Brett the Hitman Hart, it could happen to anybody out there. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? I mean, we uh, actually, when um, us, when Bob <laughs> Rosen and I were watching the show, we caught the, beforehand, uh, we caught the latest Botchamania. And one of the botches they covered was some dumb kid trying to promote a radio show, running into a WCW ring, and almost getting like, oh, remember when Sting used to like, 
coat people in the weird red goo? Or was that Vampiro? It was Vampiro. That was Vampiro. Vampiro's thing. Okay. Yeah, Vampiro used to coat people with blood in the middle of the ring. But they couldn't say blood, so they only said, the red! Yeah, no, that kid was literally about three seconds from getting goo. From getting red on him. Get, he getting not just a bit of red on a him. lot of red yeah a lot I'm of red. red yeah there was red all over the place speaking of GCW <laughs> <laughs> they're normally like a, uh, a CCW style uh, ECW style uh, promotion of death some death matches and some uh, crazy wrestling uh, tonight it's all MMA and it's from the White Eagle Hall again it's part of the collective commentators tonight are Kevin Gill and Denver Colorado the man not the place. I'm sorry. Oh, so that's why. Picked, so that's why they said that. I, yes. I thought it. Oh god. <laughs> he picked what as his name? Denver. Call, I think it might be actually be his name. Oh, that oh for real. I don't know. That's me that, guessing. Maybe it's pronounced Denver. No, he said Denver. <laughs> okay. Oh god. Okay. He's, and he said the man, not the place. So. Yeah. But yeah. Um. You know, I think the only way it could be worse is if, like, it was just too random. Like, I'm assuming Denver is actually in Colorado. Yes, it's yes. the capital. Yeah, it's, it's the capital. If his, Colorado, name, yeah. if his name was, like, I don't know, Los Angeles, Utah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that'd be... <laughs> oh, that'd be... That'd be terrible for everyone he ran into with OCD. Yeah. With OCD <laughs> and a decent geography, knowledge of geography. That would be just... Oh, OCPD, but yes. Oh, uh, Yes. I'm not going to go into a long, like, spiel of what the difference is, but, you know, psych major. Yep. Um, Rich Palladino is announcing. I think he did fine. Uh, the commentary was actually pretty good for this. Kevin Gill's a good hand, and and Denver, Colorado, I liked from the show I saw. What? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Uh, he was a good commentator. It's just that I'm going to laugh every time I hear that name. Kevin Gill? Yeah, see, it's it's inavo- it's unavoidable. Oh, Denver. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Denver. Yeah, he, he, I know he commentated the Gresham show, so... Uh, oh, yes. Okay. We got we got the Bloodsport Code of Conduct. Yes. Basically, uh, beat the fuck out of each other. Yeah. Beat the fuck out of each other to the, we need both Wow, you're really into this. <laughs> no, I'm also a little tired, so you're gonna get tired, Casey, a part of a week, Casey. So yay! I'm gonna say right now, the opening uh, first match was Phil Baroni versus Dominic Garini. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna yep. say I'm gonna say right here now. Brownie was very hung. I think he's just wearing his underwear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what everybody said when we saw this match. That. That. Uh, see, I am okay, guys. I, I will technically have to excuse myself from commentating on this match. Well, no, 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 no. Because as a vegetarian, I cannot speak on this man because he is ninety percent sausage. <laughs> just the dude was just so much dick. I know. So much. Well, well, figuratively and and, liter- and, and literally because he is the heel of the show. Oh, very much. I was just going to say, like, as somebody who watches FWA, only a few people are going to get this joke, but Phil Baroni is a man with a dick sock. <laughs> I mean, I the Red Hot Chili Peppers were dick socks, so I get that. Mm. I don't need to know that reference yeah, to know uh, what a dick sock is, and that's like, none of your damn business. This match, <laughs> like this is the first match, and I didn't like it. He, Phil Brown's just boasting, and he's just being a. I know he's a heel, but he's be, just being a complete jerk, and and I, they're like, oh, look at Brownie, he's doing this. I'm like, well, no. I can explain it. Yeah. He's the yes. New York badass. In New Jersey. In New Jersey, yeah. So, right You're away. You're a New Yorker, I know. Yeah. But, I'm a New Yorker. But, you should know, 
that New York and New Jersey have a major rivalry. I know that. So you get why people boot why he was on the show to get people to boo him. But even as a New Yorker, I would boo at him too. Casey, you know me. what made me boo the most what? about this guy? His yeah. affliction. Oh, we're getting into it. Jacket. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, oh, that's. I, I'm sorry. Like I don't. Please explain. Judge people for what I don't want to judge people for. You know, everyone has their own fashion sense. You do you, but just personally, my own personal taste, the Affliction brand of clothing is just gross. Affliction is this clothing line. Just do a Google image search on Affliction if you don't know what we're talking about. I believe uh, believe described it as if Jeff Hardy wore Ed Hardy. If Jeff Hardy wore Ed Hardy, that's a good description for it. But um yeah but yeah it's it's got this reputation as to being as being very douchey very broy very mm-hmm. you want to fight you want to fight bro just that uh, like like tap out for edge lords yeah. tap out for edge lords thank you well I like like if if you are well I like if you're like kind of the bargain basement tap out dude you wear affliction <laughs> yeah. you know oh uh, <laughs> well, wow. so, okay. I, this is a matter there, there are a lot of five uh, at the five finger death punch show you will see a lot of affliction <laughs> wow let's put it that that's a reference that's a reference my audience will get yeah. does, anyone, does anyone have any other notes I do. on this go ahead I've got a couple uh, go let's on. see first off Bryce Alert Yay! Speaking of uh, his most famous match, Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan was just put which we'll get to eventually was just put on YouTube for free so go check that shit out um in fact, you can watch along with that when we, when we talk about it. But uh, for, I have written here, uh, so, cyber fights. Bunny's going to explain. Okay. Bunny's going to laughing. Like to turn into a Dr. Robotnik-style villain. And or Ripperoo. Wow. Okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, so for all the... Uh, the poor, dear, innocent little munchkins in the audience have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. Oh, no. Some fights... Directly, Casey. <laughs> Fine. Sorry. Um, Cyberbites is essentially softcore wrestling porn. Oh. I'm just going to wait. <laughs> you, you may need to uh, define softcore in this case. What I mean by softcore is that, like, there's nothing overtly sexual. Nobody so much as kisses, but it's um, a lot of whole lot of submissions, a lot of big beefy guys putting other big beefy or small twinky guys um, in spots that are very, very, very sexual. Like you know how wrestling is very homoerotic. It's like that, but they're trying to be homoerotic. It's wrestling bara. Oh, I don't know if that would make it better or worse. Better. Okay. <laughs> Judging by your judging by your eve the evilness of those cackles. See now I'm wondering who, who in wrestling has yaoi hands. You're gonna get these hands. Bad Rosen! Bad Rosen! I guarantee, I guarantee there is that line of being used in at least one porn Strowman porn fanfic out there. Bad Rosen. Okay. Uh, uh, um, I, I don't read porn Strowman porn fanfic. But you know they exist. Uh, oh, it's absolutely. Oh, so from uh, Dalton. So it's like wrestling themed gentle domination, pretty yeah. much. I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have. I don't remember the one with Brian Cage and Jimmy Jacobs. That that um, checks out. That checks out. I have here. Uh, I don't remember the context, but uh, stare down between Suzuki and Ninja Brian. 
Oh, yeah. Oh. So we were talking about how Baroni was like the love child. I have him down here as Ninja Brian and David Stein's poor star store using love child. Oh, yeah. I, can see I it. have Garini you know, down as an extra from the episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine when Jake joined the Italian Mafia. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why my phone auto-corrected uh, Garini to Suzuki. Maybe that was just my brain. Okay. It could have been. But yeah, so... Your phone, like, you're, as we've established in past episodes, your phone is a weeaboo. Yes, uh, the Bone Collector. We gotta talk about that. That's a yeah, badass yeah. nickname for uh, Garini. It, it makes him sound like a serial killer, which fits in with the whole Italian Mafia thing. Oh. Mm -hmm. The Bone Collector, rated R, starts Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You, you, you do good. Um, I want to say um, that for me, like, I never saw an MMA-style type match before. I've only seen them in the glimpses in my life because I figure they're just two dudes hitting each other. It's just like boxing. This is more – they're also trying to pin each other in type of ways, not just trying to punch each other. So. Yeah, it's grappling. Oh, I never seen yeah, this, see, so. see uh, here's the thing, and I'll get into this more when we hit the wrap up, but I'm kinda kinda sorta with you on this bun or uh, Casey, sorry. <laughs> um in that um you know, I'm not a big fan of MMA either myself. I just I know people who know what to look for and know how to talk about it can break down the intricacies of, you know, the mixed martial arts and how one style <laughs> blends into another and how they collide. Every MMA fight I've ever seen is just one dude will throw a couple of punches, the other dude will go down, and then it's like Ralph Wiggum in the porn section of the video store. Everybody's hugging! <laughs> You're not wrong, and that's why, that's why I'm not a big MMA fan, but I like MMA style. Technical wrestling, a lot of the time, is people have MMA backgrounds, like Matt Riddle, like Jonathan Gresham, like Kyle O'Reilly. That's the thing that I enjoyed about this. It wasn't necessarily... Well, well, for one thing, it's, it is it is still a wrestling show. It's still a wrestling pro promotion. So every show is still a work. Yeah. So they're mm -hmm. able to fit in, you know, storylines and other sort of... It's still a wrestling show at heart. They're so able they to choreograph it. A, yeah, yeah, they can have a sense of pacing. to the And they can stretch it out, which is nice. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, yes. They, so it's, it's not just, you know, one guy falls down and, you know, and, and then it's just weirdly sexual looking hugging for like five <laughs> to ten minutes at a time. Like, I don't know, you talk about... Uh, what was that? Cyber brawl? Cyber fights. Cyber fights. Cyber fights. Thank you. You talk about cyber fights being homoerotic. It can't possibly be any more so than every UFC fight I've ever, I've ever seen. It was, it was basically, this whole show was just an excuse to do a whole bunch of mat wrestling. Yeah. This is mat wrestling the pay-per-view. And it's which, really good. Like, I love mat wrestling. Yeah, I'm actually a fan too. I, I do, I do like that. And yeah, this was a, this was a nice little indulgence on that side of things for sure. I, I think Bloodsport was an extremely appropriate moniker because it's it's played out like a Jean Claude Van Damme movie. Anyway, uh, it's just like with Crash saying the MMA is homoerotic. It's like by the end of like we're just getting so many people who want to kill us. Yeah, uh, I, I hope not. I I am not the first person to make the you're a she's a little gay, and I am not Look, the first person fans. to make that. No, wait, 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 wait. Like Tom, oh. Thomas Anderson says, it could be gayer. That's true. It, it could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we're wrestling fans. We're we're used to the whole the whole scrutiny oh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Lord, yes. And, you know, at least one person here is, you know, it's queer. It's a metaphor I can't think of right now. So, you know, nothing. I'm I'm totally on board with all this. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Same here. Same here. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. The Virgin Wrestling versus the Chad MMA. 
<laughs> that is a that is an argument of a lot of people. Yeah, I've heard that before too. Um, I had a few notes actually that I accidentally skipped over. Yeah. Um, one thing we didn't mention. Um, well, uh, uh, of course, uh, Baroni came out in his dick sock. Yep. Um, yeah. Dominic Garini came out basically in just like a full decked out uh, karate gi. Yep. Yeah, um, he did. Yeah, and I uh, compared to Phil the Sausage Baroni. I have to admit, Dom was looking kind of a... I, I don't know, he didn't look, like, out of shape, but next to, you know... Uh, next Still to right, man. Comparatively. Comparatively, yeah. he looked kind of schlubby. The story of the match is, uh, Phil Baroni is a cockwaffle, and he gets himself disqualified as a result. <laughs> Fun opener for what it is. No, that was... Uh, sorry, uh, just to clarify on Rosen's statement real quick. Uh, Garini actually, um, goes... Or, uh, Garini actually does go down... Uh, so Baroni at first thinks he, oh god, <laughs> I know my buddy's snickering now. That's on you, you should have phrased that better. Phrasing. Yeah, that's phrasing, phrasing is a thing, I'm sorry guys. Well, Garini, um, does get knocked out, um, oh come on, that's not homoerotic. No, 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 Dalton in the chat, Dalton in the chat. Is a cock oh. waffle anything like a paninus? <laughs> I... Uh, it's, no, it's okay. It's we can make room for the Casey. paninas. Yeah. We can make room for the paninas. Make room for paninas, the new show coming to HBO. <laughs> Garini Gar gets knocked out, but the thing is, right beforehand, Baroni put his hands on the ref. And after. Like he, yeah, and after. Like, he gave the ref shit and, like, actually, like, what did he do? Did he, like, just threw a few punches? I think he smacked him. Oh, yeah. He, oh, yeah. He straight smacked him in the face. That's right. And so the ref yeah. reversed the decision. Yeah, exactly. In this specific style of MMA fighting, especially, it's this isn't like uh, WWF or WCW or anything like that. Like the refs are not made of glass. We actually no, we well, did have ref bumps at the end. Well, yeah, we did have ref bumps, especially at the end. But yeah, putting your hands on the ref even once, even mildly, basically, you get thrown out of the match for that. So, Gar Gar so uh, Baroni thinks he's won, but then the ref instantly throws him out, and Garini takes the disqualification win. Yep. Win? Win. Talking is hard. Okay. Yeah. So what do y'all think of this? Like, okay, um, for me, quickly, this is good. It was two different... Styles. This was all right, but it was super, super short. There's some of the first yeah. of a couple super short matches that are in this oh, thing. That's the theme of the night. Absolutely. <laughs> I did actually really enjoy this match. This was a really nice opener, especially. This got things kind of going. Again, Barini, he, he, you know, um, he's he knows how to draw that heel heat, and he has a lot of personality. Yeah. What's that? You Barone. said yeah. Barini. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Uh, God, I'm getting their name. One of the, one of our guys is named Baroni. The other is named Greeny. Holy shit! Th this is a this is a Jersey fight. Isn't Baroni it? and Greeny. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Baroni has a lot of personality. Uh, Dominic was it was definitely a good fighter. Um, uh, I was to say, say this had this was what I was hoping the show would be basically like MMA style fights, but with that wrestling kind of twist that wrestling sense of personality and performance to it so um yeah i felt like this kicked open the gates pretty effectively and i love the part where even though this is a show where pins don't count for anything uh barini at one point does go for the pin just to be a dick about it mm 
sorry, I have one more note here at the very end. Okay, well, Baroni, during most of the show, oh, this was so... This was so 1995. He was doing suckets. Yeah, he was literally doing the DX ass sucket. But the thing he would have fit oh, right into DX. No, the thing oh, is, I, when he was doing that, I was thinking back to when I saw the Young Bucks uh, in their PWG <coughs> t- match, like a couple years ago, uh, mm-hmm. when they were the season desisting with WWE, and he, and I remember when the Young Bucks was like, I was his opponent was doing the sucket. He's like, I can't use that. <laughs> I thought, but the people you can watch out on, on PWG. It was it Lenny. That was All Star Weekend twelve night two. Yeah, night two. I think. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun. Yeah, that was just a fun match, and you can hopefully see it. Um, it's online by now. It's online by yeah. now. So what? Well, um, to, to finish that thought, um, uh, Bree was doing the suck it all all night. He did yeah. that like. At various parts throughout the show, but then um, you know, Bar- you know, the ref reverses the decision. Barini walks out in a big old huff. You know, he does his "I lost" heel thing, and then uh, Greeny just kind of stands in the middle of the ring, just kind of befuddled by the whole experience. And before he steps out of the ring, he does a quick suck it, and then just walks off. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Greeny, a talented dude, but he's very schlubby. He's very dad looking. He looks like, like Saul Volcano. Yeah, yeah, he totally does. It's like if that, it's like if that guy were trying to give you the suck it. It's Do you just, think I'm playing games? I have your pants! <laughs> uh, next match is Simon Grimm versus J.R. Kratos. First in my notes, oh, J.R. Kratos. Hey, yeah. We'll get there. Yeah, see, I didn't even recognize Simon Grimm is a name that Simon Gotch uses. Yeah. Uh, I, it took me like halfway through the match before I realized, wait, this guy, he's, oh, he's Gotch. He's Simon Gotch, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. Oh. For me, I was like, uh, when I heard Simon Grimm, I'm like, that sounds like Simon. And I, he takes a mask and I'm like, hey, that's Simon Gotch. I was happy. And then yeah. J.R. Kratos, I put down very shiny with red leather because he was shiny. He's, he's, a, he's a Northern California guy, apparently. Oh, okay. Very shiny. No, but oh, um, this I was just when I saw Simon uh, Grimm. I, we're gonna call him Simon Grimm because I think that's his so, name. Yes. Well, because yeah, I think yeah. WWE owns. Yes, him. they do. Yeah. So, but because yeah. he used to be Ryan Drago before he signed. Like a little spoiler, this was one of my favorites. <laughs> the same here. This was a hell of a throwdown. I honestly I liked every it. match here, but yeah. I'm, you know, I'm the token mark here. I have, I don't know a lot of these indie guys. I haven't seen Simon do things outside of WWE. I haven't seen much of Simon without the mustache. So I didn't know that this, I didn't know he had this kind of stuff in him. But man, he was vicious in that ring. Oh, well, also, like, Simon follows, like, a few people. Yeah. So, Simon, if you're listening to this, Hi! Why did you shave off oh. the mustache? <laughs> but he has the mecha mustache face mask. Oh, okay. Okay. That's true. <laughs> um, I'll put down, I'll go first because this was a match I'd like. Um, one of my notes is pounding the ear. I, oh, yeah. Like, it was like, was it, I can't, I can't remember. It was Grim pounding on Kratos' eardrum. I think so. And it was yeah. so brutal. And then I Legs from Kratos impact. Even Kratos yeah. is bleeding from his nose from one of Simon's hits. This was a match that I had a hard time taking notes because I was so focused on it. This was so entertaining just seeing this big guy in Simon's who 
uh, Grim is a thin guy. It was just weird just seeing these two fighting. Yeah, uh, Simon's told me stories on that podcast. He's told me stories of uh, him taking guys down with shoot holds. So he's got that acumen. He came out to the ring in a uh, uh, in a merch uh, Ramones style hoodie, and he was wearing a Slipknot mask. So right off the bat, I liked I liked him just <laughs> right from the get go. Yeah. Just right from the get go. He yeah. was my boy. Well, while we've mentioned uh, J.R. Kratos, we've mentioned him a little bit here and there, but the big thing about J.R. Kratos is this dude actually kind of looked like Kratos. Yeah. <laughs> the name fit. Like from the God of War series. Like I, I mean, that's a nickname. Yeah, I would say if he's not if he is not capitalizing on that gimmick in some fashion, that is a missed opportunity. I think he's just capitalizing on it by existing. Oh my god! One of his moves yeah. in the future should just be boy. He like shouts it and slams him super hard. <laughs> uh, Kratos the Thwomp. I don't remember why I put that. Mm, maybe he thwomped. I, think, uh, I, I know he thwomped uh, Grim, especially at that <laughs> closing at the end of the match. Yeah, the way um, he won, I, I call that a thwomp. Yeah, uh, the match was mainly uh, JR powering through Simon's holds and focusing th- on strikes, and I think it worked. They had great chemistry, and mm. they put out and they put out an extremely brutal fight. Like, like this, it was. Yeah, so- it shows how that there's wrestlers how they do it MMA. I want to see it them fight as a normal wrestling match to see how far they can take it because it would be so cool seeing them wrestle like flying off the ropes and everything. Hopefully, yeah. maybe for the future, because like dear God, this. It was just amazing, and yeah, I, even if Kratos won, I, I didn't care because this was such a great match, and it, it's just a, one of my favorites uh, from this pay per view. I know this is the second one, and I said this is my favorite, but it is because yeah, it, it's great. Yeah, no, the the show opened very strong. I would say, yeah, diving say. Superman punch from Kratos leads to the victory via, via knockout. That was really good. Mm. Agreed. Agreed. I, was gonna, I thought, Bunny, I thought you were going to say, why is Diamond Grin? Why is your mustache gone? Well, <laughs> no, I, actually, I was, I was going to say that. I was going to, that was my only final thought. Uh, rest in peace, <laughs> Twilight Mustache. <laughs> it lives on in Mecha Mustache form. Yeah. There we go. There we no, go. seriously, without the mu- mustache, it looks like he's aged about 10 years and lost all his humor. Not? Yeah, yeah, he's, oh no, I was about to say, Simon Grimm does not have a comedy gimmick anymore. No, Simon Grimm looks more like, like, yeah, he got the comedy, but then he went to an action, got an action role. That's what he looks like. Yeah, yeah the, Simon Grimm's move, moved on from the comedy gimmick to the, I will just beat your ass to shreds. Oh my god. Oh, I was going to say, Simon Grimm looks like he finally realized his heritage and went off to fight Wason. Now... Continue, please. I actually just realized Simon uh, Grimm is kind of like The Rock when he started off being in a lot of the comedy films in the beginning, like with The Game Plan and like Journey to the Center 2, like the comedy style films until he got like the action roles and got a lot better. <laughs> that type, and also like in uh, that type of thing, it's like. He went from com. It's like The Rock's uh, acting career. He went from a lot of comedy films to actually being in action with mixed with comedy, and worked very well for him. That's why. See, I'm sure Simon Grimm would appreciate being compared to The Rock. The Rock's in, acting in terms career, of yeah. Talent, but maybe his acting career, I don't know so much about. Oh, <laughs> I, I see what you're getting at. No, Keith Griffin didn't say Scorpion King because he. Okay, was- yeah, there you go. That's. Next match. Next match. Killer Cross versus David Boy Smith Jr. Oh my god. I liked it. Oh. Who did not? Um, yeah. 
It was okay. It was okay. Agreed. Um, okay, so Killer Cross, also known as Mr. Scarlet Bordeaux, um, which I'm pretty sure means either he's a fluffy puppy dog inside or Scarlet is actually a serial killer. <laughs> this match was hardly grabbing my attention, especially because, oh my god, the commentary just kept bringing up the Baroni fight. We get it. He's a yeah. dick. Stop talking about it. It was so much bullshit. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly during the middle of this fight. Uh, again, that's a problem we've encountered before. You know, commentators not talking about the damn match that they're supposed to be watching. And, like, yeah, that, that took away from it. Yeah, uh, that did take away from the match a little bit. Yeah, even then, Cross and Davey Boy really weren't showing anything that was interesting to me. The only other thing I have with them is slack fight until Cross stops it with a kick. That was yeah, the I only have... interesting part. I'm like, I thought something would go, and then it just stopped. Yeah, I have that in my notes, too. I called it the pimp slap competition. <laughs> th they spent a good just five minutes just on their knees, just back, 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 just... Wait, are you really slapping uh, your chest? Again, again, if I saw that in UFC, I'd probably watch more often, but at the same time... Wait, were you actually slapping your chest doing that? I was, like, slapping my arm. Oh, okay. Um... Yeah, I don't have much. Uh, just some small character bits. Smith went to the cross face. That was pretty good. I just had cross taps after getting a shit kicked out of him. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's a good way to put it. Um, How uh, much this match was, there was nothing. And it's, also, I was getting a lot of cyber fights vibes off it. Sorry. Yeah. Like, it wasn't a bad, it wasn't a bad match by any means, but at the same... Well, again, at the same time, compared to the last two matches we have... It's also a, a little a little underwhelming. It does feel like a very mid. It felt like a very mid card kind of mm -hmm. kind of setup. Yeah. Um, so it, it, this was one of the this was one of those matches I was afraid we were going to run into where uh, it is more just oh there's there, it's kind of the mat wrestling thing, but it's also just kind of the we're just going to kind of roll around and you know make this kind of. It wasn't as eventful, you know? Like, Cross and Davy Boy didn't get a chance to really let their personality kind of shine through. No, I thought they were kind of boring. It was a little dull. I have yeah. to admit, I was kind of with you there, Casey. It wasn't It wasn't terrible, but it did have a... It was a little dull. Yeah, this was this was my, my, one of my least favorite matches. Well, the crowd was into it. The crowd? Yeah, I have that in my notes, too. It was a hot crowd, crowd all around. around. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, the crowd... I mean, nuts to whatever we got to say, because the crowd... We're eating that shit. Yeah, what do we know? Yeah. Yeah, but... We're just, but yeah, people, uh, we're just people on the podcast watching these pay-per-views months later. Yeah, I mean, if it worked yeah. in the crowd, then what then what the fuck do we know? Hey, yeah, exactly. So, hey, yeah, whatever. It get, if it gets over, who the hell cares? Yep. But um, um, I, will, I had two notes just yeah. because I'm coming from the... Again, this was probably one of the first matches I've ever seen Davy Boy Smith Jr. in. He is the B British Bulldog's. Well, of course, he's obviously the British Bulldog's son, right? Yes. Because he looks exactly like his dad. Like, yeah. exactly. He's a clone. A clone. Hunt him down. I'd buy that. I would totally buy that. All he needs is the actual Bulldog to follow him around. And, I'm uh, fairly certain Matilda's long dead. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the other thing about him that really that threw all of us off when we were watching it, um, they announced Davy Boy Smith Jr. as being from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, I believe, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And his gear 
was decked out in a bunch of Union Jacks. And oh yeah, I thought. Okay, was see, I get where that I get where they're coming from here. He is Davy Boy Smith Jr. I mean, I guess you know if if I guess you kind of get the credibility to wear that around, but did, he, he's from Calgary. Yeah. Come on. I, I don't know what the Canadian equivalent of the British Bulldog would be, but <laughs> mm -hmm. my, guess, my guess was the Canadian Collie, but I wasn't, after yeah, the yeah. minute, does not sound vicious at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the Manitoba Moose. I don't Manitoba, know. Oh, Manitoba Moose, maybe. Oh, but he's from Calgary. Yeah, uh, fuck Calgary. Oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 He's now the Canadian Husky. Now we have the Hart Foundation on our ass. Oh my god. We have the entire Hart family up our ass now. There's like 50 of those guys. What the heck? Yeah. The next match is John Gresham versus Mashaya Gresham. Versus Mashaya. Masashi Takeda. Masashi Takeda. Masashi. Masashi Takeda. And the We're thing is, sorry, Takeda song. Also, the thing is, I'm going to put it here when I was watching it, Rosen's like, You've got that, John? I literally forgot about the first no. person we talked about from our first page. No, here's the thing. Not only did she forget about Gresham here, she forgot about Gresham when I told her that Gresham was in Bola, the, like, six hours beforehand. The problem you know, at this rate, at this rate, Casey's going to meet Gresham and just forget he exists <laughs> while he's talking to her. I'm so sorry that I forgot you. You can have Jordan Grace mad at you. Hi, Jordan. I'll Hi. make you more bad if you don't kill Casey. Wait, they're engaged. My God, Bunny, the amount of brownies you're gonna have to make to I'm cover so our sorry. goofy asses. Uh, John, Gresham, I'm sorry, I forgot. That, <laughs> it's fine. I forgot. Oh, I forgot. It's fine. You've had a long few days. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It genuinely is. I want to say quickly with uh, Takeda. He looks like he's wearing a Brooklyn Do Do Dodgers jersey. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but then when he took it off, I saw all his scars. I went, Jesus! Yeah, the, the texture of Takeda. He, yeah, he is a, oh, he is a, his body looks like, uh, if you could wrap cottage cheese in barbed wire, like this I thought, dude was scarred. I thought my man RSP was, was, car was uh, scarred up. No, Takeda is scarred the fuck up. Mm -hmm. This dude's been carved like a Christmas ham. God also, damn. this guy looks like his hobby is diving into pits full of cacti. I mean, basic, he's a deathmatch wrestler. It basically is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, real quick. Deathmatch with a capital D. You could tell. You could tell this dude didn't have to say a word, and you could just see from the marks on his skin. that. Did I mention wow. he's on GCW's Japan tour? Also, can I mention something else? Yes. Uh, Dan Seven and Masashi Takeda are coming to BCW at the end of the month, which means I'll be seeing them shortly. Cool. Oh, very interesting. You get, yeah. you get pictures. Or something. Uh, well, oh, sure. No, I can't, but yes. Or you should oh, get no. something. You should... Yeah. Oh, yeah, just for, the, uh, just for the audience. I don't actually own a smartphone. I have a Nokia. Ah, I see. But hopping like hold, because they were hot. Cause... Which, I was quick to correct her, was a... Dragon, wait, it was not a dragon screw leg, but it was a spinning toe hold. Uh, John, uh, John almost falls off the ring, and then, oops, they fall over. Uh, and then a select flight remix with, that also includes a stomach kick, and then Takeda's eye is... Not even close. Ta Takeda. Takeda. Takeda, sorry. You can sound it out, it's fine. Takeda, Takeda's eyes get busted open as he tries to use an audience chair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 
Oh, that's in my notes too. And that he was really bleed, funny. He bled like a stuffed pig too. Stuck. Like stuffed pig. <laughs> Excuse me. Is that is that that expression? That is that expression. Yes. Like yeah. okay. Like the pig has been stuck with a sword. No. Oh, that makes way more sense than stuffed. <laughs> I don't know. I, was, I, that, I don't know. I learned something today. I never. We're all fucking up today. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. I will remember Gresham. I <laughs> I pronounced it all again. What the fuck, man? I. He put. He put. Uh, it's simple, and then he put Masashi Takeda in kanji. Oh. Uh, no, the thing is, I'm, last thing I put in here is that I will remember Gresham. I hope to remember him. If I forget him, make a, a counter for the podcast. This is the second time I for, first time I forgot about second him. Third. Second, second, because you, you saw him the first time, and then I told you about Ebola. Okay. Yeah, Casey. Does the name Captain Tentacles ring any bells? No. <laughs> wow, I can't even remind you about him. Hentai. <laughs> that is a moment. I just I only have a few notes for more notes. Uh this is this match was fast. Yeah, like man, they I have that in my notes too. They were just flying all over. They were wily. They were both wily as hell. I have Takeda, like he he dyes his hair and it makes him look like Naruto does death matches. I have that too. I mean yeah, Naruto technically does do death matches, because he's a ninja. He fights to the yeah. death. Oh, yeah. Wow. Forgot about that. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, uh, it, the reason Deathmatch guys dye their hair blonde is because uh, the red the really stands yeah. out. Oh, yeah. And we it's, got a great example of that in this match. Yeah, it's, why, it's why they yeah. usually also wear white. Yeah. His hair <laughs> looks kind of pink by the end of it. Yeah. Like, Cody dyed his, his uh, hair blonde just to get it bloody. Oh. Yeah. That's it. Takeda came into that ring as a blonde, but he left as a redhead. Boo. Oh, uh, is that, that, that's the line? No, okay. no, okay. no. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> Takeda, like, he's got that syndrome that you get a lot of deathmatch wrestlers where, like, they've taken so many bumps that if you so much as poke them hard, they start bleeding. Oh, Rick Flair's disease. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you see it with him, um, fucking, what's his name, um, Oh, he was in the match with Addy Star. Oh, Matt Tremont, yeah. Yeah, to- totally. Tremont, yeah. Yeah. Jimmy Havoc, some of the um, Nation of Intoxication guys, like, you poke them hard enough. I miss the nation. I miss the nation, too. They are like the most black metal water balloons of people. <laughs> <laughs> like, Can somebody tweet that at Jimmy Havoc, please? <laughs> we can't. Yeah, no, he is a black, he's totally a black metal water balloon. Ah. Oh, you can um, put that on a shirt. You could totally put that on the shirt. I would buy that shirt. Anything? Anybody have any anything else? I have oh. one thing we didn't mention was uh, Takeda. Uh, well, Rosen uh, announced uh, the, how uh, the match ends. Takeda wins with a knockout knee. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the thing is, after that, Takeda beats you know keeps beating him even after the decision is made. The ref has to jump in and get him to stop, and Takeda literally is just pummeling the ref for like a few sol- for like almost a few seconds before he realizes he's beating the ref. <laughs> he doesn't even, he's just in blind blood rage mode. Yeah, like the commentary said, sometimes with these deathmatch guys, their brain just goes, okay, I gotta fight until ding, ding, ding. And, then, and to, uh, 
there's so I know many what terrible jokes I could. Yeah, no, I'm holding back to not make the stupidest joke. I, 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 I genuinely don't know do where you're going do it, do it, there. Do it, do it, do it. I'm, no, I'm biting my tongue. I'm I, biting no, my tongue. I'm curious. I actually don't know where you're going. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Ding, ding, ding. ding. You, what? You've never called your penis a ding, ding. No, because no, I'm not four. Wait, what? <laughs> Come on. Oh, wait, I for, wait, actually, I forgot. You made, frozen, you made me cross the ding, ding line. I've crossed the ding ding. I actually, I did forget. Uh, Steve Carino used to say right in the ding ding whenever someone got hit in the dick. Okay, in, uh, there we go. Pat's paying attention, and all of a sudden, you guys are talking about your dicks again. <laughs> oh, just, oh god! I just remembered when Vader Scott turned on Andy Evans, and Carino said that she hit him in the lower ding ding. <laughs> Steve Carino was such a good commentator. <laughs> Crossing the ding ding line, an epic poem by Chuck Tingle. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. But, but yeah, that that was a great. Yeah. Uh, to wrap things up, yeah, that was a great. Again, another great match. Probably one of the most brutal matches of the night. One of the most brutal matches of the night. That was. I didn't know you could mi mix. I didn't know you could f squeeze in like an actual at death match as death match into an MMA kind of fight. But man. Takeda was our boy. Takeda made that happen. Yes. Yeah. Um, Solid dude. He might be my uh, pick for the end of this episode. Good thing I have multiple picks then. What about you? <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh, oh, what about you, Bunny? Uh, it was a good match. I very much enjoyed it. And I'm very much looking forward to seeing Takeda taking on Mad Dog at the end of the month, which is going to be an absolute bloodbath. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Actually, I'm curious. What is this match? Keep, keep going. I'm looking something up. All right. Yeah. The next match is Andy Williams and Pepper Parks, also known as the Butcher and the Blade. Well, specifically Andy Williams. Well, yes, with Pepper Parks. Yes. Versus Chris Dickinson. Oh, I put. I remember. I do remember seeing Chris Dickinson, and yeah. And actually, <laughs> um, Andy Williams, like you mentioned, he's the Butcher. I put him as the Butcher. I looked for it in my past notes. I remember calling him just the Butcher in my notes. And I just called. I don't think he'd mind. Yeah, his, I forgot that I put in my back of my notes that his mustache was fluffy. And then in this time, he looks like the Pringles guy. He kind of totally does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with the, well, like if the Like if the Pringles guy could kick your ass, yeah. that would be Andy Williams. Well, because like, um, when, well, because like the <laughs> no, first time. Explain that to him, please. That was the mustache moment we did not get with from Simon Grimm. Yeah, so we, um, thankfully, our boy Andy was there to swoop in and mustache us back to comfort. Andy! Yeah, oh, apparently, the Chris Dickinson was actually an unscheduled replacement. Yes, because uh, filthy Tom Lawler. Yeah. Nice what time. happened to him? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, but when I saw Chris Dickinson, my first thought was, Chris is going to die. Because I've seen Andy Williams, the butcher, wrestle, and he destroyed his opponents last time. So, yeah, I do. Don't count, count out the dirty daddy. The guy whose nickname Filthy got had couldn't go to this this event, and they got the Dirty Daddy to replace well, him. Come on, guys! Dickinson's also called the Filthy Father, so the filth remained. Yeah. You wonder if that is that that can't possibly be the only reason they booked it. No, because uh, <laughs> he faced Dan Severn before that, or the year before. Andy Williams, the scary uncle, versus Chris Dickinson, the porn star. 
I didn't have a lot of notes with this because I will say right now, when the match started, it was brutal. They were just hitting yeah. and fighting and punching each other like crazy. Oh, yeah. And, I'd say. and then I put the forever hold where Andy's just holding Chris forever just to try and get him to pass out. That's, that's what grappling yeah. is. I don't care. I call the forever hold because he holds you yeah. forever. You know, to be fair, I have that in my notes, too. Like, that hold in particular was crazy, and, it, it like, it went on, and it was so vicious for a while. I remember Williams at one point, his head, I wasn't the only one to notice this, because we he all said He was turning it. purple. It, his head turned purple. Oh, I didn't like, notice. It, yeah, no, like, his head was, like, literally starting to go, like, purple and bluish. Like, he, he looked like the Amazing hair. Bulk. It was crazy. <laughs> Oh God, is it, is it the Amazing Bulk or is it like... The Amazing Bulk, yes. It's the Amazing Bulk. Okay. Yeah, I, I only have this rule so hard, Andy taps, that was an awesome sprint. Well, yeah. I don't have one thing to say. Yeah. Andy Williams came out with Pepper Parks accompanying him, but Pepper didn't really do anything. Most of the time when somebody comes out with somebody else accompanying them, I'm expecting some kind of interference, but no, he was just there. Yeah, like, there wasn't a lot of, like, interference or, like, a wrestling shenanigans uh, throughout most of the show. Um, it was, yeah, he, he uh, like I say, um, he uh, Pepper came out, but he was just very, you know, he watched, he cheered him on, um, and then that was it. He may as well have not been there. But again, he, th those guys are a tag team, right? So yep. Yes, I am. It makes sense for him to come, it makes sense for a tag guy to come out with his partner just to, you know, cheer and clap along, you know. Andy Williams, I'm finding, is a very, very good wrestler who knows how to work. Especially for only people. being wrestling for like two, three years. Yeah, and this um, match. Was... Oh, no kidding! Yeah, he just started. Damn. Yeah, this. Oh. I can say this match was good. Uh, not giving, hmm. not way until the end. Who won? It was weird seeing Chris Dickinson because he wasn't even supposed to be here today. And you know? I'm sorry, and it still blows my mind that Andy Williams is the bassist for every time I die. I just can't get over that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Chris won. Chris Dickinson won, by the way. Oh. <laughs> did, we not, did we not get to that? I said it. I said it. Just in case. Okay. Yeah, okay. He said yeah. it. He said it. Okay. Well, Dickinson wins, and our next matchup, uh, oof, I don't have uh, much to say about this same one. Same here. I don't know about you guys, but. Frank, yeah. me versus Dan Seven. Um, can I, I'm going to say right now, when I saw. Yeah. Severin. When I saw Frank Murr appear. Near. Near. Appear, I said, "Hey, he looks like Luke Spencer." He, I can see that. Yeah, I can um, actually see it. Yeah. Uh, for those of our audience that don't know, our friend Luke Spencer it runs uh, the Rocked uh, YouTube channel. Uh, that's yeah, he is one of my cohorts in the uh, Rock Coliseum. Well, Rock Coliseum is his thing. I'm really one of more yeah. of his. Cohorts. And he yeah. reviews a bunch of rock albums. He's famous for hating. Uh, Link Biscuit. Link Biscuit. Link Biscuit. Oh, oh, honey. I, oh, wait. No, it, no, no. It's Limp Biscuit. Limp Biscuit. Sorry. It's honestly, I'm not gonna fault you for that one. No one, no, no one, no one needs yeah. to remember Limp Biscuit. So, check his stuff out. Luke is an awesome, very chill man. Yeah, Luke is cool. Absolutely. Yeah, but Absolutely. Um, he's then, very chill unless you hate on the mask. Yeah, and then uh, Dan uh, appears. But the thing is, Baroni appears, and I say, "Fuck you, just go away." <laughs> the affliction jacket came back. Ah. This guy was just, oh my god. The, there was really not much of the match. The match was, was not bad. It was good, but the problem
mom is Veronica kept like talking throughout. He's like, yeah, do this, do this. I'm like, shut the, just shut up, Bruno. And he just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> can can sure we, that can we have my Casey mind. ranch at least once an episode? I'm good with it. Uh. As long as long as I've seen these two awesome wrestlers actually fight, because one actually beat Brock Lesnar, the other was is a legendary guy, uh, MMA fighter that started. He invented UFC. And yeah, it was, it, it, yeah, it was a short match. It would be cool to see more if Baroni didn't stop talking. Yeah, see that's see that's that was some the, the, my two biggest notes about this are basically. Wow, Dan Severn is still around? Like, Severn is in his 60s. He is 61. He is 61, and he's still doing this. God damn. He just retired in 2013. He still runs an MMA studio, though. Oh, wow. Like, it's insane that he's still going. He is a fucking boss. He is a boss. He is absolutely a boss. That dude... Yeah. That dude could eat all of us for breakfast and not even be full. And you'd thank him for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and again, still got that beautiful mustache. Still got that Dan Severn ass, beautiful, just tuft right over. Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck as fuck. Yes, I will say though, this match, unfortunately, like I say, we got Frank Mir, uh, who was also the first guy to beat Brock Lesnar when he was doing that. <laughs> correct. Yes, and this is also what's that. Brock Lesnar. Les Lord. Oh, is that what I said? See, I don't, as a joke, I always called him Baroque Klezmer. <laughs> He's our Baroque Les Lord. Oh. oh um, Bro- okay, yeah, Bro- uh, Brock is like the, the exact opposite of a Les Lord. I am friends with many Les Lords. They would not appreciate it. I just realized what Les Lord meant. Okay. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. It's the Lesbian Power Authority. Yes! Oh my god! <laughs> oh yeah, I think I, I would say the Lesbian Power Authority works actively against Brock Lesnar. He is <laughs> their Dio to their um Jonathan and or Jotaro. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> but but no, yeah, unfortunately we've got Frank Mir, total badass, Dan Severn, classical badass, and the match is like barely even two minutes um mm-hmm. mirror gets mirror gets him in a heel hook and then severin taps and oh man let's be honest if shame. this was 98 dan severin versus frank mirror oh God. oh that'd be amazing yeah but yeah unfortunately this i don't know this match was so short i'm surprised it was even on the books they must have needed like to they needed to fill time or something or, or it was, or it might have been a setup for what Frank Mir does after the match, which is call out Brock fucking Lesnar. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he's gunning for an actual wrestling career. He's more of a straight up MMA guy. Yeah, he. he, he this was legitimately his first match. Okay, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess Frank Mir. This is him starting to get into the actual wrestling sort of biz, and um, unfortunately, I can't say whether he seems promising or not because he barely had a match. Here's the, it's with, with first matches, you got to see if they have potential. And I think he did. Mm, yeah. He, 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 didn't, he didn't look ugly out there. He didn't botch anything. It was just, you know, they only had, they only did like two minutes. So yeah. it's hard to tell how much potential the guy's got. Uh, I mean, he looked, he looked fine. He looked okay. And, oh, his, and his call, uh, and his call out was, you know, pretty decent. Andy, got, Andy Williams and Dan Severin 
My two scary uncles. <laughs> Again, it sucks because, yeah, I was shocked to see Dan Severn still out there and around. I was like, oh, my God, we're going to get to see another Dan Severn match. I haven't seen that since the motherfucking Attitude Era. But, yep. no. Nah. I don't know still, though. For, for whatever it was, I guess it was fine. But I, I don't know. Let's say, what do you guys think? I thought it was okay. Again, I, yeah. I, 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 even though it was short, I liked it. Except for Brony. Brony can go in the fucking corner where he belongs. <laughs> uh, see, again, Casey, as mad as you're getting about Brony, you're only proving his point that he's a terrific heel. Well, you're hey, giving him the heat. You're well, giving him the heat. Well, here's the thing. I'm a New Yorker. I don't classify him as a New Yorker with me. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh, that's, that's that legit shade. Oh. There yeah. it is. Yeah. As a New Yorker, I know how to do respect and nice. Yes, he's a heel, but he's New Yorker. At least part of New Yorker, he should be respectful and know when to shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> I hate him. Oh, I'll say two things. The first is that if Mia wants to take out Lesnar, it's going to have to get in line behind a certain long-haired bro. Yeah, Riddle. Yeah. And the second thing is that I am very much looking forward to seeing Dan Severin take on um, Ken Shamrock. Oh, is it happening? It's happening. BCW end of the month. Um, nice. Oh, sweet. Oh. If anyone happens to be listening in Sydney and you can make it on August thirty-one to BCW, go. By the way, uh, can we get Dickinson and Shamrock at the next Bloodsport, please? Oh, if we're talking uh, people at the next Bloodsport, um, there's a guy over here in Melbourne called Pitbull, Craig Cole. He is absolutely insane, and he would take the Bloodsport like a fish to water. Well, did y'all hear who was just announced? No, who? One Anthony Corelli. Who? Formerly known as Santina Morella. What? For real? I'm serious. For for real? I'm serious. He is... The dude who got beat up by freaking... uh, Oh, what's his name? The podcast weirdo. Um, the manager guy. Looks like you're going to need to narrow that down. R- Rosen. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Um, oh, he, he's he's the dude who jobbed to the Ninja Turtle. What's his name? Jim Cornette? Um, Jim Cornette. No, he used to manage the Midnight Express. Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette. Yeah. I've been saying that three times. Slapped by Jim Cornette? Yes, but but he's also. What? Yes, but. We lost Bunny. Here's the thing. Apparently, he has belts in judo, battle arts, and various MMA styles. And Jim Cornette kicked his ass. Still, I got... I'm sorry, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, Jim Cornette, the guy who's most famous for falling off a fucking structure and missing the yeah. ground. Much like, much like everything in Jim Cornette's career, Jim got lucky. <laughs> I'm also not that big a fan of Corelli, considering some, some stuff he said, but we have, the, we have our rule for that. We have yeah. the next match, though. Jim we do. do. This match ruled. This was Thatcher versus Hideki Suzuki. Thank you. I I got only like three notes for me. This um another forever hold. Thatcher hold down Suzuki. Also, this match had all of the holds all the time. Yes. And Quackenbush wasn't even in that match. Yeah. And also, Thatcher had was the man of a thousand expressions. Yes, I, I, I will say I will always say Timothy Thatcher is the best when it comes to facial expressions. Thatcher face. I literally have Thatcher face in my my notes. Yes. No relation between the Suzukis, by the way. 
Yeah. Yeah, that, that is a very that is a very common fan. Very good. common. No, like this is not bad. So looks very good in lilac. Give him some points. Very nice. He very does. nice sexual. I like it. Very. Me um, too. Me too. I have that in my notes as well. Not, ma- not many guys can pull off that shade of purple, but hey, yeah. that's power true. To you, dude. Okay, Thatcher, Timothy, Timmy. I don't know what the fuck you call yourself. Um, I love you, but please, God, that font you have on your ass is terrible. <laughs> yes. Oh, the weird sort of. Well, A, it was just like a basic ass, just a Windows 95 Word document font. But it was like off, all of the only thing about it was it was a bland font and it was just a little off center every three words. Hmm. They were tacky letters, excuse me, sorry. Um, but yeah, like it was. Some of them were up and some of them were down, and it looked, I just could not stop staring at his terrible font. Like, oh, Timothy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the dude forgot to indent on his shorts. And you do not want an improper indent on your shorts. <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> Suzuki's tights were very nice. Thatcher's tights were very tacky. I didn't like them either, Bunny. I mean, he, the dark blue is fine. He looks good in dark blue. Sure, the col- color was fine, but that font, yeah, that font across his ass. Just, it wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't, ca- Thatcher wasn't catching me with that. So, yeah, Thatcher gets the shit yeeted out of him, yes. uh, gets knocked for a loop, he, he loses, and at the end of it, he's just sitting there looking very sad, and I want to hug him. Yeah, poor dude. <laughs> he, yeah, Thatcher, or uh, Suzuki did absolutely kick his ass. He knocked him the fuck It's out. what Suzuki's do. <laughs> even if they're not related. Yes, even if they're not related, they, <laughs> they share the ass-kicking power of that name. <laughs> They, they, they literally change your name in Japan if you're a Suzuki and you can't get gas. Uh, Hideki Suzuki wins with a bu- stoppage-inducing butterfly suplex that was dope as shit. And knocked out Thatcher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. I would say, yeah. Uh, also, another another good match. Yeah. Matchup. Yeah. Okay, the final match. <laughs> Josh Barnett versus the king, Minoru fucking Suzuki. <laughs> And I and that was a Josh Barnett who is actually the host of Bloodsport. Not the host, just the main event. The main event in Bloodsport. Well, it's named Josh yes. Barnett's Bloodsport. It's what yeah. it's but he's he's not like introducing things. Does he like run the show, or is he like a... he picks out the people? Okay, all right, yeah. So I didn't know if that was like because last time, last time it was Matt Riddle's Bloodsport, but obviously Riddle isn't on the Indies now. So yeah. oh, apparently okay. Suzuki was a replacement. We don't. No, he was a replacement in Matt Riddle's Bloodsport. Oh. Because Loki was a pussy. Because Loki's a fucking punk-ass bitch. Leave that in. I don't care. So here's the thing. Even if Loki came out after us, he'd just, like, he'd wimp out anyway because Loki never shows up to half his shit. Yeah. So I don't, I, I fear no Loki. I, yeah, don't even, I, I don't even know who this guy is. He's infamous for stiffing the fuck out of people half the time and half the time refusing a job so he just doesn't show up. It is, t- it is time for our first instance of Kaze Ninare. Yeah, this this was something I learned uh, while watching the show. Minoru Suzuki has his own custom thing. theme. That was he requested this pop star do his theme, and actually did it. Minoru Suzuki respects very few people. He only respects the people in Suzuki Goon and Ayumi Nakamura. Yes, it's true. I mean, she she did a live entrance for him. It was very good. Yeah, just bumped her. Yeah, it was awesome. Like she is an in my book, she is an honorary Suzuki Goon member. Yeah. Mommy who down there? Suzuki Gun? No, the... Ayumi Nakamura sang, her, sang Suzuki's theme. 
What Very respectful. That's her main. Stuff. That's the main thing that we know her from. Oh, okay. But yes, yeah, yeah, so about some big fans yeah. of Japanese pop music. When when the the crest of the song hits, everyone screams Kazuninare and it is amazing every time. And damn any commentator who talks over the Kazuninare part because it has happened and, and it is fury infuriating. Yeah, like y'all do not fuck around with that Kazuninare. It's like talking over the YYZ solos. It's just okay, not too shit. Now I now I understand. It's just now not it's not okay. done. That was, that or, very like, yeah, or talking over Leonard Bernstein in the end of the world as we know it. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, I feel that. just don't do it. Suzuki is one of my favorite wrestlers ever. I, he is incredibly influential. He basically invented Japanese MMA. He's the toughest man on the planet. He was in One Piece as himself. He, he actually did the mocap work for fucking Heihachi. Oh, wow. No shit. Yeah, totally. Wow. Although I have, before we keep going, I do have one very important question because it's so vague and it's so, I can't really tell something about this. It hasn't been made very clear. Oh, Jimmy King, not not Heihachi King. Sorry, it hasn't been made very clear and I just need some clarification here. Yes. Uh, Yes. Sincerely. Bunny. Yeah? Do you you like Suzuki? (laughs) Do you like Suzuki? (laughs) Who doesn't? See, because I'm, I'm just not 100 percent sure. Are you? Do you enjoy this man? The question is, do you? This is the first time. Like this is the first in a marriage instance. She squeezed, and it's so cute. Uh, like that was a legit squeeze out of Bunny. Yeah, that was a legit squeeze. So yeah, this this is what this is your boy, right? This is boy. this is about as high as my voice ever goes. Okay, yeah, he is probably my favorite Japanese wrestler. I would say. Mm. Wow. Okay. He's amazing. I just love him because he kills the fuck out of people. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, this match that he showed us, I understand why. He's yeah. done it. He's fucking Damn. done it all. He's done everything except win the IWGP Heavyweight title, which will hopefully change at Royal Quest because, God damn it, I want him to have that title. I could see him holding it. This yep. dude was a badass. He, he is... Yeah. Um... Let's see, he, and he's fifty-one years old. He's fifty-one. He moves like he's twenty. Yeah, he does not. He, he looks fifty-one, but he does not wrestle like a fifty-one year. No, like, he, he is a he is an eternal being in a fifty-year-old man's body. <laughs> it's what happens in like a Japanese horror movie when you summon something by like you have those dumbass kids who go to like the uh, the local scary. Um, haunted place to do a shit summoning ritual and then summon up Suzuki. <laughs> you stare into the eyes of the devil and he sticks his tongue out and laughs at you. Yes, he does. <laughs> he does. Yes, he does. That is exactly what he does. <laughs> but he has an opponent here who, or excuse me, a victim. <laughs> he has a victim here. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry about that. Who, let's, let us not forget, the entire goddamn show is named after. I agree with the commentary that say that it should be named Minoru Suzuki's Bloodsport. After that match, especially, yeah. Also, uh, I, I'm extremely happy that we finally got our Kumite chant. Even oh, yeah. even if the commentators did mistake it for a USA chant. Oh yeah, because they were calling out like, guys, that's not cool. But no, no, it's Kumite. It's fucking Kumite. Uh, <laughs> oh, Kumite, Kumite, Kumite. He was pretty. Uh, neat. He 
He did some neat stuff in here. Like, he, Barnett lift, lifted Suzuki as Suzuki was holding him. Because mm. Suzuki was trying to do, like, a pile driver, but then all of a sudden, uh, Barnett got out of it and then just looked at Suzuki and then slammed him. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and the thing is, um, Suzuki also twisted Barnett's leg in a way it should have been. Oh, yeah. And even, and Suzuki kept on getting out of every home. And then if it hits galore. Here's what's great about Suzuki. Many things, but uh, <laughs> here's one thing that's related that's great about Suzuki. His style is he will just torture you because he knows if he hits his finisher, the gut style power driver on you, he will win. Because nobody, I don't think, is kicked out of it in years. Mm. But he doesn't want to use it because he wants to put you to sleep. And then Suzuki tried to take a chair from the audience. So, but, they thought ahead. Yeah. So they, they had tied the chairs. So he pulls Barnett off the ring. Suzuki attacks the ref and then hits Barnett on the head with a chair that was underneath on the back, on the back that was underneath the ring. The are going like, oh, no, Suzuki should be DQ'd. I'm just like, you tell him he's going to be DQ'd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I was I was like, yeah, that match. And we'll, t- and we'll tell your next fucking kin. And then after a couple minutes, and then Suzuki made a face, and I went, the Suzuki and I went, is that good? And Rosen shouted, yes. yes. The ref, the, one of the refs looked like dumb. I was just about <laughs> to mention that, yeah. One of the refs looked almost exactly like, like our buddy. Like Dom Noble, yeah. Uh, yeah, Dom Noble on YouTube, uh, if you aren't familiar. But Dom Noble of Lost in Adaptation. Dom Noble? Dom Noble. Of Lost Adaptation, who you should also check out. Yes. Maybe, mm. wait, oh, well, given that the Dom on the show has found a way to clone himself, maybe he was one of his clones. <laughs> that is a wrap. Oh, oh no, no, wait, no, no, you know what it is. It's yeah. Terrence Boot. Is it Terrence Boot? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, that does go into the theory that that one Twitter account has that referees are wizards. <laughs> That's an amazing account, by the way. Terrence without his sunglasses. Yeah, it's Terrence in his work clothes. He took his breath. Oh, oh god. Oh my god, we made a head cannon. Yay! Oh my god, we've made head. Oh, Dom will be furious. <laughs> someone, link, someone link this to him because I'll forget. Oh my god, no, we, we just tag Dom and Luke and just say, yeah. hey, we met you guys. Uh, just listen and see yeah. how you, we mentioned uh, you. Yes, uh, the, the check had better be in the mail. Yeah, the, the next few bits of my notes are all in caps. We have Suzuki face. Those shots, five more minutes because they reached the time limit, the twenty minute time limit. Biting the face, biting the foot in a heel hook. Oh no, he Suzuki bit Barnett's arm, head, and foot, and I go, why must he do that? Uh, again, like if the refs were given a damn about this match, they would have called it like seven times for a disqualification. <laughs> but again, like you guys said. Do you want to be the motherfucker who has to tell Suzuki he's disqualified? Yeah, the thing is, the mat, the, this was a 20-minute time limit. And when it ran out, the audience was shouting five more minutes. Five more minutes. And then he, Suzuki wanted to talk. They were silent. And Suzuki's like, five more minutes. And they rung the bell and just continued for another five minutes. And during that time, like, Suzuki was, like, bad, like telling a... Barnett, and I, he said, and he said this. I am a man. Like <laughs> he literally said, I am a man. And we're going to send this to Linkara. Yeah. Hi, Lewis. Send this to Linkara too. Holy shit! Yeah, the thing is, like, he said, I am a 
And then he says something in Japanese. And, and, no, Barnett says something in Japanese. Pro- probably, probably I'm a man back to him. Maybe. And then they just, and then Suzuki just punches him. And, they and, start, they, yeah. and he starts punching, and I'm like, yeah. I'm just, it would be funny if someone from Bo- did a Botch Man clip, re, like, resounded this, and with, like, 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 yeah. like power for, like, the, yeah. the movies. Like, when I first met you, you, what did I say? Oh, yeah, you were an android, but me, I am a man punch. Yeah, well, yeah I, either that or a great botchamania ending I could see for this scenario is them doing layering that over the old South Park song. Oh, you mean the old Kevin Steen theme? Oh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Ani started to chant like this was so much that much in this match that the five minutes. Ended. The audience wanted more, but then the officials like, "This is a draw, a fucking draw." And it was actually yeah, okay. That is, I have to admit, that is one of the old, very, very, very few times where I've seen a draw in a wrestling match. Yeah, that was actually entertaining as hell. And and yeah, go ahead. I mean, I could show you another one, but. Go on, Casey. No, I was gonna say like, and then when the, it was a draw, you think that uh, they're not gonna, they're gonna leave, but no, Suzuki and Barnett shook hands and then they bowed down super low because the way they were bowing so low, it's a, a sign of forgiveness and respecting, and they were just. It showed how much respect the two had between each other and that they were happy that they did this match to sh- test their strength to see how far they could go with each other. Even with the additional five minutes, like, this was such a good match. and showed oh, both they of them. The shit out of each other. They the shit out of each other. This is great. This I was impressed because I don't think I've seen Suzuki actually fight before. I've seen his entrances only. Yeah. I never really... Thankfully, this is not the last time we are seeing Suzuki. Oh, cool. Cool. Very cool. Any final thoughts for anybody uh, before we do the, our, our single picks and then our our overall group pick and our overall what we thought about this? I'm, I, I'm good. I'm super good. This match ruled. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Uh, all I'll say is that Josh Bennett looks like he survived a choir concert and never forgot it. <laughs> he did. Okay, let's do our final thoughts on our stuff. I think Bunny would go should go first. Me? Yeah, go for it. Ladies first. Uh, uh, well, I, I think that should be you because um, I don't think I qualify as a lady. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, this uh, for my first MMA match. This was not bad. There were a couple weak parts to it. That were okay. Uh, one I didn't care for, but this was was good. I thought this was good. I, I for someone who never really watches M- MMA, again, my favorite match was the Simon Grimm and uh, Kratos. But of course, the Suzuki and Barnett one was also super good as well. And I, I know we'll probably see more MMA matches in the future for this for because we got so many more. Indie shows to go through, but this was interesting to see differently from our normal wrestling style uh, shows. So, and also this is so much better than Wonder Bar. I can tell you that. 
<sighs> well, I liked it. I liked it very much. There were some damn good matches. There were some damn good wrestlers. Um, it was a good introduction to some of the people I'll be seeing later. Yes, I am going to keep milking that. Um, my favourite match was absolutely Suzuki Barnett. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm having trouble thinking of anything else. So, uh, Crash, Rosen? Uh, I thought this was an awesome show. I, th- I didn't think there was a single bad match. I thought my favorite matches were obviously Suzuki Barnett and then followed by uh, Gresham and Takeda. Uh, yeah, just some really great stuff and a really, really nice change of format. Um, like, okay, here's the thing. With me, like I mentioned up top, I honestly do not like MMA. I'm not a big UFC guy. I just, this is just not my thing. So I was kind of afraid I was going to have to be the lone grump of the group and be like, oh, this was boring. You know, I was afraid I was going to have to be that guy during the show. But I was shocked at how well they were able to make it work. Like I said, this was just a big excuse to throw on a bunch of Matt-style, Matt-ass Matt wrestling. And man, a lot of and a lot of people brought it. Like pretty much the only – this was a good show all around. Uh, there were a few dips. Like I didn't particularly – I'm with Casey. I didn't particularly love the Killer Cross Davy Boy Smith Jr. match. Uh, we're kind of the exception of the rule, though. Everybody else dug the shit out of that match, and, and even then, and I wouldn't say like dug the shit out of it. I thought it was fine. You know, like, yeah, yeah, no, it was it was fine. We didn't have a bad match on the show. We had a lot of fine matches, and the Frank Mir versus, excuse me, the Frank Mir versus Dan Severn match again. If they'd had time to do something, maybe mm-hmm. that would have been good. But yeah, you know, a, 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 a small, tiny case of blue balls aside there. Um, <laughs> And oh yeah, this match I was expecting to not like this very much, but yeah, this turned out to be one of the better shows we've watched. I'd say this was quite a treat. I would be interested to see more of these. Uh, blood, whoever whoever gets the next blood sport, uh, I will be down for that. Maybe you know you know what they should do? They should give it to Phil Baroni just so it pisses Casey off. It's time. it's still it's still Barnett actually. Okay, it's still Barnett. Okay. And here is here's who's here's who's in it so far. Uh Corelli, uh Lindsay there's some women now. Lindsay Snow. Oh. Uh Allison K, aka Sienna. Uh Ikuhisa hmm. Minawa. Tom Lawler. Davey okay. again. Dickinson uh-huh. again. Uh-huh. Zachary Wentz. Fucking hell, he's going to die. He has an MMA background actually. Yeah, he's still going to die. J.R. Kratos, Matt uh, Mikowski, Anthony Henry, Sienna, Killer Cross, and the main event, Josh Barnett versus John Moxley. No shit. Yep. Moxley's going to die? Yes. Oh. I don't know know about that. Motherfucker went hard in the G1. He did. This is going to be interesting. Yeah, no shit. Let's go on to our picks. I'll go first. Our single picks, yeah. My pick is Makashi, Masashi Takeda. Mm. I mean, I mean, guy's yeah, a crazy deathmatch guy, and I love crazy deathmatches, and he just, he proves that he's an amazing uh, match technician, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, if nobody else picked Takeda, I was totally going to pick Takeda, so, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad to see somebody repping Takeda. Is he, he, yeah, he, he ruled. He did a very good job. He did. My pick is Simon Grimm. Like I liked him before he was got like when he I liked him when he was Scotch, but I still liked him when he became Simon Grimm. He's still awesome, and when I hear he is a very nice guy, and he 
I, I was nice seeing him like single wrestle because I always saw him like be part of the tag team before. So seeing him single wrestle was super good. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Very mm. nice. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll go next. Um, my pick, um, since I, you guys kind of swooped in and took my top two picks. But <laughs> <laughs> I have a third. I have a third. So I will totally uh, finally get around and pick Andy Williams. Okay. Uh, because, again, after having seen him do a couple of matches, you can tell this guy is just, he's badass and his career is only gonna as long as he can avoid getting injured or getting fucked up out there or anything you can tell this dude is just going to rule out yeah. there once yeah. he gets more established and you know it's always nice to show every time i die a little bit of love you know it's it, i'm overdue for that so there yeah. you go first <laughs> so, um yeah. well i mean you also got white kicks oh, um, well, oh I, no I'm going to pick Josh Barnett. Okay, he's that's a fair one. Fair a damn good wrestler. He holds his own with Suzuki. Um, guy's pretty good. I mean, I'll keep repping him as long as he doesn't turn out to be a total douchebag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Our share pick is obvious. It's Minoru fucking Suzuki. Who yeah, else could I it mean, be? Yeah, we do not, of all the people we pissed off, we do not want Minoru-san. Oh. One of those. I don't want to make. I don't, <laughs> no, I don't want to make him angry. I don't want to make him angry. No, besides, he earned it. He is just the he's best. Just, he's no, the he fucking best. Yeah, he. I, I can. Yeah, I totally. After seeing him actually wrestle, I finally hype. Yeah, this dude is legit with a capital L. Yep, and with that, we'll go into our closing. Uh, thank you to Josh Hunter for the. Uh, or excuse me, Joe Hunter. <laughs> Josh Barnett on the brain. Sorry. Thank you to Joe Hunter for the artwork. You can follow him on Twitter at Joe underscore Hunter. You can follow us on Twitter at One Crazy Podcast, by the way. That's new. Mm. Uh, yeah, we have a Twitter account now. Yep. Uh, yeah, we don't really do anything with it, but you can like send us shit. I do stuff. I do stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm bored. Uh, thank you to Ethan. Well, you know, Thank you, Ethan Wright, for the intro. You can follow him on Twitter at OntarioKu. Thank you to Neil Sasirga for the use of the theme song Mount Sounds off, or excuse me, the theme song Both the Front Wings off the album Mount Sounds. Thank you to OSW, Tyson Fights, and Russell Splania for getting this thing started. And thank you to people what, listening. Oh, and thank you to Fight TV for the access. Next show, you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. It's DDT time. Oh, next, boy. Next time on One Crazy Weekend. Hey, DDT. Meaning DDT Pro. Oh. Not, it is not the chemical. It is not the chemical. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good night, everybody. Night, y'all. Hey, guys. Have a good one.